Evernorth Health Services, we believe costs shouldn't get in the way of life-changing care. And we're doing everything in our power to make it possible. Behavioral health solutions that also keep your projections at their best? It's possible. Pharmacy benefits that benefit your bottom line? It's possible. Complex specialty care that cares about your ROI? It's possible. Because we're already doing it. All while saving businesses billions. That's wonder made possible. Learn more at evernorth.com slash wonder. Robocalls are another inevitable aspect of our lives. Or are they? Government and the wireless industry have been fighting back, but how effective has it been? I'm Roger Chang, this is your Daily Charge. Joining me is CNET senior writer and regulatory expert Maggie Reardon. Welcome, Maggie. Thanks for having me. So we all know what robocalls are, but just a refresher for our listeners. How, how big of a problem is this? Well, it's a huge problem, and it just keeps getting bigger and bigger. Um, I think, uh, you know, one of the experts in robocalls, uh, this company called Umail, said that we're on track um, for like 51 billion robocalls uh, this year, which is just huge. <laughs> um, there were 46 billion last year. So, you know, the number is going in the wrong, di- wrong direction. And that's an interesting point because the Federal Communications Commission has, had put in some uh, safeguards, or at least mandated that the carriers put in some safeguards against robocalls. And just to kind of remind us again, what what are some of those safeguards? Yeah, so there was a big implementation of this technology called Stir Shaken um, that happened June 30th. So there was a deadline that the FCC um, had put in place, which was actually mandated by Congress. And basically, this technology is an authentication technology. So it was really meant to crack down on what's called uh, spoofed calls, where a robocaller will make a number look like it's somebody in your area code or somebody in your neighborhood who's trying to call you, and then people are more likely to pick it up. So this um, technology would basically uh, make it easier to identify who who that is and would alert, you know, the the phone companies or um, any kind of blocking technology to block calls that can't be authenticated when you can't know who was sending the call. Right. And so was it, did it prove to be effective at all? Because obviously the, the total year volume of robocalls is higher than last year. But when this stuff was rolled out by that June 30th deadline, like did we see impact? So experts say that there there was some impact. Um, and in fact, you know, the number of spoofed calls is going down because it's making it harder for uh, for folks to do that. Those calls are getting filtered out and blocked. And, you know, there's still more work to be done. There's still loopholes that are trying to get filled in. But I think the problem is, is that the robocallers, um, the folks who are doing this illegally, are just finding different ways to do it. So instead of maybe spoofing calls, they're now like, you know, buying blocks of numbers that you can do very much legally um, and making calls look like they're coming from legitimate numbers. So, you know, there's a lot of things that are going on that, you know, once they put up one barrier or regulators or, or whoever, you know, tries to stop one avenue for these bad guys, you know, they find a different way. Yeah, there seems to be sort of a, a cat and mouse approach. Every time we come up with a solution to 
clamp down on robocalls that they find some sort of way to get around it, right? That's is that kind of what you expect things like inevitably to happen like from here from here on out? Unfortunately, I think that that is that's the case, right? I mean, this is for a lot of these folks, I mean, this is a business, right? Um, there was one report that came out this year from a company called Truecaller that said that um, nearly 60 million Americans had said that they had fallen victim to uh, a phone scam in the past year and that people were getting scammed out of like $30 billion worth of money. So, you know, one of the problems is that making these calls and the technology used to make them is extremely cheap. Um, so they can make, you know, millions of calls, thousands of calls very quickly. And even if they get just a few people to pick up the phone and to follow through, um, they can make a lot of money and they are making a lot of money. So when you've got that amount of money that's being scammed from people, um, you're going to find that criminals are very crafty and trying to stay ahead of regulators and law enforcement to, to get at that money. Well, sort of looking ahead to the, I guess, what carriers and regulators are going to be doing. Like, is there anything else being done, or are there any laws being passed to kind of help with this problem, or are we just sort of stuck with robocalls for the rest of our lives? <laughs> well, um, I'm I'm sort of feeling a little pessimistic that I, I'm not sure that this <laughs> problem is going to go away really entirely. But I, you know, regulators and law enforcement and uh, lawmakers all see this as a problem and they're all trying to do what they can to cut off all these different avenues. So for example, um, one of the big problems is that a lot of the calls are originating from overseas. And that presents a lot of problems because it's hard to identify who the callers are. It's hard to then enforce uh, blocking anything and, and even actually going out and um, arresting folks or, or imposing penalties on folks who aren't within the U.S. is difficult. So they're all regulators from regulators to law enforcement to Congress. They're all trying to do something to uh, make that easier. So, for example, earlier this year, the um, the FCC said that they were going to um, impose some stricter rules for uh, the carriers that hand off traffic um, as it's coming into the U.S. So uh, they're trying to stop it there. And then they also recognize that they're going to have to work with um, entities outside of the U.S. to try to solve this problem. And, you know, the the real issue is that it's a global problem, right? People um are having this happen in other countries too. And so there's an incentive for for uh, international groups to work together. That's good to hear because it's always been, it always felt like the lawmakers and law enforcement had been focused so much on what's been happening in our country. You know, it, it's, uh, it felt like there was a big, big gap there in addressing what a lot of activities stemming from overseas. So that's good to hear. From a personal level, is there anything that, you know, folks need to be aware of to be a bit smarter about robocalls beyond sort of the obvious don't pick up? Or uh, what else can they do to better prevent robocalls from, you know, messing up or, or, or clouding their, their lives? Well, one thing that I think is some often overlooked that people say just, and this is something that maybe, maybe the, you know, the cows out of the barn already, but, um, you know, don't give out your phone number 
uh, to everybody. So like when you're signing up for new things, you don't need to, if, if you, someone doesn't need your phone number, you don't need to give it to them. Um, so, you know, if people would sort of cut down, um, on the number of people that they're giving their numbers to, that could help a little bit potentially. But also I think, you know, also understanding, um, that a lot of these calls are scams and yes, they're annoying and nobody wants to get them, but certainly nobody wants to be scammed out of anything. So just be very careful that if you do happen to pick up a call, um, you know, really uh, try to verify who you're talking to before you give any kind of information to anybody and just be aware that the IRS is not going to call you and ask you for money. Right. So don't um, don't fall for that one. <laughs> and a lot of these other scams, you know, with like, um, you know, even folks like Apple or your credit card company, um, they're going to find other ways to get in touch with you. Or you can always say like, uh, wait a minute, I, I you know, I'm not going to give you any personal information over the phone. I'm going to try to contact my bank and verify that somebody really um, is trying to get information uh for my account or something like that, right? So just don't don't fall for the scams. You know, try to be a little bit savvier um, if you can. And I know that's hard to say because uh, you know it's all very tricky. But um, you know, I the worst thing is to you know have somebody scam you out of some money. Um, calls are annoying for sure, but just don't don't fall for it. Yeah, that's that's good advice. I mean, it's it's sort of a good basic guideline. Um, you know that warranty that warranty that's just about to expire on my car. That's probably not a real thing, um, even though I get constant reminders about that. Um, yeah, and I guess lastly, just you know, going into twenty twenty two, anything to look out for in terms of robocalls, whether it's um, new regulations or or things are just going to get worse. Well, I think the volume is probably going to continue to increase because we keep seeing this trend. I mean, if you look at the trend line, it's just kind of going up and up and up. Um, there was a little bit of a blip in 2020, I think, because of the pandemic. Um, yep. So a lot of the uh, people who were on the other end trying to scam you were like sick or not working, not able to go into the call centers. So, um, you know, I think the number, the volume is going to increase. Um and I think what you can look for from the agencies like the FCC and the FTC is, you know, stronger enforcement. Um, they really know that this is a problem. And I think they're going to be uh, coming out hitting hard in 2022. And, um, you know, there is some legislation that's sort of teed up, but that seems to be more about shoring up the, um, the stir shaken protocol and trying to identify who the, the callers are. So I think we'll see some more of that. The FCC also wants to extend some of its rules to uh, text messaging. So I think we'll see some more action on that, hopefully, and, and maybe um, they'll start to tamp down a little bit on um, some of the the spam texts that people are getting. Yeah, yeah, that's that's the whole nother problem, and you're right. It is definitely a problem worth addressing. Maggie, thanks for your time. You can check out her story on cnet.com. If you have any questions, hit us up on Twitter at The Daily Charge or sign up for direct text messages from me by heading to cnet.co slash daily charge. And if you like to heard, please rate and subscribe to the podcast. It really helps us out. Quick programming note, we will be off tomorrow for Christmas Eve. The company is shutting down, so happy holidays, everyone. We'll be back on Monday for our final episode of the year, so you can tune in for that. The Daily Charge, I'm Roger Chang. 
Thanks for listening.